It's Sunday, and you know what? Jesus Christ is still on the throne. This is your moment. I'm Ricky Allen. Giving all honor to God this morning, we thank you for joining us. It's another wonderful day here in uh, Virginia Beach, and I hope wherever you are, you are waking up to um, hopefully good weather and that you're in good spirits. It's Sunday is God's day. Uh, we had a fantastic uh, week last week with our Moments with Mom. I just want to thank everybody that uh, participated in that event online. Of course, we had about 30 to 40 names that we lifted up to the Lord uh, from the people who had submitted names and everything. And we just want to thank you for that. Names were coming from Belize and Africa and Virginia Beach and uh <laughs> It really tested my enunciation skills, but hopefully everybody understood the purpose and weren't too offended by me trying to enunciate the names. Uh, but we definitely um, know that uh, it was something different, something to bring light to uh, whatever you may be going through dealing with this virus out here still. Don't let anybody fool you. It's still here. Um, we just thank God that Maybe, just maybe, it's passing by slowly but surely. But we'll see. We'll see. Amen. Uh, we have something in plan for the fathers. Uh, we'll be looking to do maybe a, um event involving some, some of the best dad jokes out there. And I have a pastor out in Tennessee right now that we're discussing the idea and trying to figure out how we're going to put it all together. But yeah, we're going to do uh, some dad jokes that day. And uh, I think it's funny. Um, we do them quite a bit. So I wanted to share a few of those with y'all. Because uh, what's what's a dad without his dad jokes? You know, what, what, <laughs> what is it, you know? But nonetheless, we'll, we'll see what happens and we'll keep you informed. And if you have not done so already, go to Facebook and like our Facebook page, Your Moment Ministries. Uh, you'll find hopefully some uh, insight there each day as we f um, fill that with content to help you brighten your day and keep you um, thinking as you go along your walk with Christ. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the ability to do what we're doing right now. We thank you, Lord, for another day of health. We thank you for those who are out there fighting the good fight against this virus that has uh, shut the world down. But Lord, you've seen mercy in your slowly letting us come out the house and we thank you for it father uh now lord we ask you to uh pray for the message pray for the messenger and this have me step out of the way and say what needs to be said always and do what needs to be done and we forever give your name the praise in jesus name we do pray amen all right turn to your bibles to luke 18 starting with the 35th verse luke 18 starting with the 35th verse. I wrestled back and forth with a topic for this message this morning, um, and I've come down to this. Uh, the topic is going to be a great faith scene, a great faith scene, starting with verse 35. And Jesus approached Jericho. As he approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He called out, 
Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. Verse 42, Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. A great faith scene. When I was in the Navy on ships, and I've been on several, uh, we had a thing called Admiral's Call when, you know, everybody would join up in the biggest portion of the ship. You would stand there for a little while, and then finally the Admiral would come out and give his uh, two cents on how great the Navy was and and all the good things are going on from the top level that we'll eventually see down the bottom level. And, uh, you know, he would talk and talk. And, and then finally he would say, uh, let's take some questions from the crowd. Now, <laughs> the thing is, uh, a lot of us weren't, weren't down with the questions from the crowd because we knew that meant we we're going to be standing here for another 35 minutes. But every now and then, someone authentically had a question. They wanted something to get answered. They had a problem. They needed to go directly to the source. They couldn't uh, scoop past the chiefs. They didn't want to deal with the lieutenant commanders. They wanted to deal with the man. They wanted to deal with the person they knew that could move mountains in the Navy. And that was your admiral, especially if he came to visit and you saw him face to face. And if you were close enough to him, you get an answer. So this one time it happened. And this young guy in the back, he's raising his hand. He's raising his hand. And people are trying to, like, you know, put, tell him to put his hand down. And the Admiral is answering enough questions. And then, and then finally, this young guy said, Admiral. And the Admiral stops. And who was that? And he's waving his hand. By this point, he didn't care. He, he, but you could tell that he needed, he needed something taken care of. And it come down to the fact that he was having problems with his... Uh, babysitting service for his daughter his wife had left him and he needed help and he uh he felt like here's someone that can bring light to my situation and solve my problem and sure enough his problem did get solved that young man was able to get his babysitting issue under control and his life went on but i'll never forget this this guy he was behind us with he got to a point where he was just jumping up and down. And I was like, wow, he's he's way outside military bearing. That's not how you're supposed to act. But you know what, though? When you need help and the source is standing in front of you, you're not going to act any old way. You're just not. You're not going to act any old way, folks. You want to get the help you need. And when you want to get the help you need, you are going to do what is necessary to get the attention on you to get the help that you need. The first thing I want you to understand is he yelled out on his own behalf. Verse 38, he, he yelled out on his own behalf. 
he did not uh, send no messages. There was no representation. When they told him Jesus Nazareth is passing by, this is a current state. Jesus had not passed by yet. He was in the process of passing by. So what we see here is a man that is, oh, you know what? I'm just going to yell out. I got to get some help. I got to get some, some attention on me. He didn't depend on friends to do that. He didn't depend on people to pick him up and, and drag him over to Jesus and, and, and escort him over. He didn't do that. He simply used the resources he had at the moment. And that resource was his mouth. He was blind, but he could talk. Let's not forget that. He used his other senses. He used his mouth. You know, he said, okay, well, I hear something going on. I don't know where he's at. I can't see where he's at. But you know what, though? If I speak loud enough, I, I, I will at least get within an earshot of him. According to the information that was given to me, Jesus is passing by. So there's a current event going on right before him. He just needs Jesus to hear him. Sometimes we wait a little too late. Jesus is coming on. The, the blessing is coming on and we haven't said anything. Why is that? We're going to find out. We're going to find out what, what stops us. What stops us is people. That's right. People stop us. We allow people to get in front of us in Jesus. They get, they get lost in the sauce. Here we are. We're trying to get to Jesus. And here comes people. They get right in front of us. Why is that? Because Satan works too, people. He works. He sees that you get a little too close to Jesus. So let me put some people in front of you. They're going to shut you up. Someone knows what I'm talking about this morning. Someone understands this, this, this situation because you're in it right now. You have had an opportunity to get a blessing from God. Or you could have got a blessing from God, but you let some people silence you. And as a result, you watch Jesus pass right on by and you didn't say a daggone thing. Silence is deafening. It's terrifying when you see an opportunity that you could have had a problem solved and you said nothing. You said nothing. Here is your chance. Here's your shot. And you said nothing. Because people got in the way. Verse 39. Those who led the way. So we see already where we are in the process here. The, these people are they're in, they're in front of the crowd. They are they're the, uh, the, 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 the upright. They are the roadies. The people who were making the path clear for Jesus to walk through. Because, you know, they're those guys. You, you've seen guys like this uh, and, and, uh, and with the Hollywood celebrities all the time. There are these people. We don't know who they are, but they're out front. You, you assume they are the, uh, the bodyguards and all this stuff, you know, and they're, they're telling folks, get out the way. He's coming through. Get out the way. They're doing all this stuff, you know. So he's dealing with these people. They're telling him to be quiet. They rebuked him. It didn't follow Proverbs 21, 13. Whoever shuts their ears to the cry of the poor will also cry out and not be answered. It didn't follow Proverbs 22, 2. Definitely didn't do that. 
rich and poor have this in common. The Lord is the maker of them all. No, they weren't thinking that way. And as a current flow of motion, Jesus was coming along the way. And they were trying to get him to be quiet. This is where Christ tell, shows us that he has come for everybody, not just for a particular group. This is the message that Paul picks up when he writes his epistles. That Christ is for both the Jew and the Gentile people. How do we know they rebuked him? How do we know that we're getting this right? The Greek, for those who like Greek words and you like to hear Greek stuff, I took about a year and a half of it, might as well go ahead and put it to use. In the Greek text, we know this is correct because the word is epitomon. We're rebuking. Epitomon. So we know that this NIV has this uh, action correct. They were rebuking him. It translates to the same thing in the Greek. His response, though, but he shouted all the more. I want you to recognize something else, too. He had two shots against him. He didn't let his circumstances or his environment block his blessing. He didn't let his circumstances or his environment block his blessing. His circumstances was he was blind. His environment was he had to deal with some folks telling him to be quiet. We don't need you doing all that yelling. We don't need you doing all that shouting. But he shouted even more because he knew this was his chance. Once again, he knew this was his chance to solve a problem he has been dealing with all his life. And I don't know about you, but if Jesus is close enough within an earshot range and I've been dealing with a problem all my life, I'm going to shoot my shot. Now, that's just it. What about the woman that had the bleeding problem? Jesus was in arm's length. She had to reach out. Touch the garment. Same situation. Different people. It takes a little bit of us to get a little bit of him. Just a little bit, not much. This is now, now don't get this confused with, well, God helps those who help themselves. No, 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 this is not the case. God would have taken care of him whether he had said nothing or not, something or not. The fact of the matter is this man had something that got him something. That's something, it's faith. Faith gets you up and goes. you go to work. Faith gets you up 
and stares that stare at that person across the kitchen table that you've been arguing with for the past umpteen years of your life. Faith gets you up to stare down a teacher. Faith gets you up to drive to the work, to the job place where you know they're envious of you, where they don't like you, where you know they have their reasons and they don't make sense. Faith does that because you know that eventually God is going to respond. This man's faith was already in place, people. How do we know that? He shouts out twice. The first time he wanted that attention. The second time that was serious. Did you, did you see that? He made sure to identify with Christ, Jesus, son of David. Next time, son of David. He wanted to make sure that Jesus knew that he was talking to him. Got his attention though. Verse 40, Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. Came near, he asked, what do you want me to do for you? See, Christ needs to hear it from us. Sometimes we think these things are just going to just pop out of nowhere, this thing called faith. Uh, it is important to make your request known to God in a verbal manner. Speak it out loud. We had this little thing at the house I was taught where we, we had this, you know, we call it speaking into existence. Talk out loud. Go somewhere and speak out loud on your request to God. There's nothing wrong with that. I do it all the time. And I've seen some impossible possibilities. Things that only God can do. He asks, what do you want me to do for you? Now, you would think that's obvious. You would think. Because you're looking at a blind man sitting on the side of a road. Not only was he blind, but he was a beggar. Now, you're reading this and you're saying to yourself, oh, it's so obvious. He wants a sight. How do you know that? I can be blind and rich at the same time. He could have asked for money. He could have asked for prestige. He could have asked for a house. He could have asked for anything he wanted at that point. Because Christ has asked him, what do you want me to do for you? That's a blank check, people. Christ has given him a blank check to tell him what he wants done for him. What would you have done? At that point in time. What would you have done? Think about that. Christ is walking by. You finally have God's attention. And he asks you, what do you want me to do for you? Like I said, I could have, I could stay blind, but I would have been rich. But no. Lord, I want to see. One sentence, one request. He didn't tack no more onto it. I just want to see. It should be highlighted that we should appreciate what we are born with. Eyes to see, ears to hear, a tongue to talk. Cognitive thinking, as in we can put two and two together. 
that we're functional, that we can say, as, the, as my country folks say, I can talk and chew gum at the same time. These are basic life skills, people. Basic life skills. Skills that some people do not have. Abilities that some folks were not born with. You're getting up right now, going to turn on your Facebook and find your church to listen to this morning. And some folks can't see the screen. Some folks can't hear the words. Some folks can't chat. The hands don't work. Appreciate what you are born with. He asked for his sight. He just wanted the ability to see a new day, a sunset, a sunrise, in all of his beauty. Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. You have to believe enough, people that Jesus can actually do what he says he can do. You have to believe enough. And sometimes a lot of us don't believe enough. You want a lot of stuff to happen, but you really, you're not shouting loud enough. Your faith is not shouting loud enough. I hear problems all the time that people are having. And I always wonder, I wonder if they prayed yet. And if they prayed, were they serious? Prayer is our direct connection to God that says, I'm coming to you because I know this can get done. Prayer is not to make you feel good. Prayer is not there to get you through the day. It's not a motivational speech. This is a serious thing. You're coming to the Lord for a supernatural occurrence to happen. You're going to the Lord for an impossible possibility. This is not just to look good and and feel good. Some folks, they, they kill me with this. You know, just, just pray for me. Just, just pray. Okay, what do you need prayer for? This is serious. This is not just to make you feel good. I don't know when prayer got like that. I, I don't know. This is a this is a spiritual connection. When you are praying, you're going into a another realm to get the assistance and the attention you desire. You become the blind man. You become the beggar. You become the woman that was bleeding. You you have to have that type of faith. Blunt accountability to the Lord that he is going to do what he said he's going to do. When he was persecuted, when he was tried, when he carried that cross up to Calvary, when he stayed on that cross all night, when he rose three days later, you're holding to God that through that process that he took on the power that was needed to save a sinner 
like you. And yet you doubt. You're scared. You're nervous. You walk around with fear in your voice and your heart. Because things start to get a little tight, they get a little wound up. I would suggest you look at Luke 18, 35 through 42 the next time that occurs. Here's a man in the worst of circumstances. He did not have any money. He was a beggar. He didn't have any sight. He was blind. And yet he had the heart and the faith to speak out. To know that Jesus was going to hear him in the crowd. That's a faith we all need right there. That's a faith I would love to have. And I feel like I do have it. And you should feel like you have it as well. Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight. Jesus does not waste any time. Doesn't waste no time. This isn't a, well, tell me about your situation. Tell me about what you've been doing. Uh, have have you been like this the entire time? Why, why are you out here begging? Christ didn't ask a bunch of questions. He blessed the man. The man showed his faith. The man believed. Christ recognized that faith and gave him his sight instantaneously, people. says a lot on how we treat others. Sometimes we let the process get in front of us. Where folks simply need help. And we got a bunch of questions. Now guaranteed. Uh, in this day and time. You want to make sure you are doing the right thing. Uh, but you need to have faith. If the Lord has moved you to help somebody or bless somebody, then you need to trust in that. But I know, I get it. There are a lot of folks that are dishonest out there. But that's where you need to have enough faith in God to know that he will give you a discerning heart to know who actually needs help and who is just shouting at the wind. And of course... Any blessing you receive affects those around you. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. Your blessing that you receive from God is a blessing to others. It's not just for you. If God has blessed you this morning, he's not doing it just for your house. He's doing it for the house beside you that may not even believe in God. He is doing it for the people who have watched your process who may have doubted God. He is doing it for people who may or may not know how to get through what they're going through. And you may be the model. You may be the example, the live example of what God can do for you if you have a great amount of faith. This man had that. 
It wasn't somebody that was clearing the crowd. It wasn't somebody in the crowd that was following. This was a beggar on the side of a road going to Jericho. He had enough faith. And everybody saw it. That man went from being no one to someone in a matter of minutes. And he praised God for it. He praised God immediately. This morning, if God has blessed you, and he blessed you in a major way, praise him immediately. Because he stopped to pay attention to you and to give you something that you've needed all your life. A solution. A solution man could not give you. So as we wrap up, as we wrap up, coming into minute 30 here, let us pray. Lord, maybe my faith is not strong enough. Maybe my faith is not loud enough But Lord, please consider me. Someone out there today, Lord, is is uh, going through something and they've let things get in the way. They let things get between you and them. And they've got to speak up. They've got to do something to get your attention. They've got to show faith. They got to show that this is serious. There's a problem here that needs to get handled. Maybe it's a marriage restored. Maybe it's a child getting ready for college and doesn't know where the money's gonna come from. Maybe it's a child going to the military. Maybe it's a, a, a lost job. The 30, 35 million plus folks down here, Lord, that ain't got a job right now. Maybe it's unemployment benefits. I don't know, but someone needs to speak up and speak loud, Lord. Someone out there has been given the gift of gab. Someone out there has been given the gift of tongue to speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. And they're no different than the beggar that Christ walked past. Lord, we are no different. I ask you, Lord, to bless them. Bless them today in your name and give them the ability the instantaneous healing to see you for who you are. These are all things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great week. Keep pushing forward. Keep working hard. And give it to God. Whatever it is, give it to God. And I guarantee you, he will open your eyes too. And you will see the world in a different light. Take care.